Welcome to the Bankers podcast series, Banking Under Pressure, exploring how the financial services industry is coping with the COVID-19 pandemic. In this series, the Bankers editors are interviewing industry experts from around the world to gather insights and advice on specific challenges, best practices, and innovations that can help banks and their customers manage during these tough times. I'm Joy McKnight, Managing Editor of The Banker, and my guest this week is Max Bellingari, Group CEO of BFF Banking Group, headquartered in Milan. Max, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. Um, so it's a very fast-changing uh, situation, but obviously Italy was one of the first European countries to go into lockdown, and now many other countries are following suit. What would you say were the main challenges to having all your employees work from home, and then how did you solve them? The main challenge was really to be prepared for it. I mean, as every bank, we had a business continuity plan, but clearly we didn't have a pandemic scenario in mm. it. Uh, and the challenge was really uh, to figure out in time what we needed to get to a scenario where everybody would be able to work from home and the business could continue to operate normally despite the circumstances. Okay. Um, and so were there any spe specific sort of steps that you took um, in terms of how you were communicating with your employees? Yes. We First of all, we didn't rush into it because we knew that we needed about a week to make sure that everybody had the right instruments to actually be able to work remotely. Mm -hmm. Also, we didn't want to generate undue panic uh, and give a sense that we were actually in control of the situation. So, uh, on one side, we started to let people work from home when they really needed, so giving a sense that actually we were heading in that direction. At the same time, we were preparing to have all the uh, software and hardware infrastructure to be able to cope once we would move the whole population uh, in, in smart working. Okay. And what advice could you give other banks that are now facing the same situation? I think it's really to, to use the precious time you have before the government uh, implements any drastic measure to be ready. We had the luxury uh, to see what was coming uh, in the other countries because of what we were uh, doing in Italy. We operate uh, uh, in Spain, Portugal, Poland, the Czech Republic, and Slovakia. And so we knew that we, had, we were going to have the same problem exactly in the other countries. And that gave us very precious time to actually prepare the infrastructure, the people for what was coming and made actually the transition for the whole group to smart working and to this way of operating much smoother than we would have had otherwise. So use the precious time you have before decisions are taken in front of you. So do you find it quite difficult? As you said, you have these operations in different European countries. Do you, did you find it quite difficult that maybe things were moving at different paces in the different countries? I mean, clearly we need to uh, generate more, uh, more attention. Uh, we need to be up to date to what happens in every country, but I think the end game is very similar. Um, and the fact that we were at the headquarters, the forefront uh, of what was happening with the lockdown starting in Italy, I think gave us uh, the ability to communicate very clearly uh, to the employees in the other countries what was happening. I, I think what was surprising for us is the fact that actually people were not so aware of how serious the situation was, mm -hmm. uh, what the impact would be. Um, and actually, uh, that 
awareness uh, was very precious to actually be able to move uh, very fast when the need came. Excellent. Um, my next question is really around your business. So BFF operates a niche business which provides financial services to the suppliers of public administration and healthcare companies. What do you think are the possible impacts that this uh, COVID-19 pandemic will have uh, on the supply chain for government and healthcare entities? Uh, clearly, there is uh, going to be uh, more government uh, expenditure. And so uh, the uh, needs of working capital for the companies that provide goods and services to the public sector will expand uh, mm -hmm. alongside this. On the other hand, when we think about working capital, clearly we need to think about also the operational activity uh, of the public sector and how quickly they can process invoicing, paying the suppliers and so on. And we think that actually uh, the pandemic, which will require the public sector also to work in smart working remotely, will disrupt their operation, may actually generate a lengthening of the payment times. And so it's a moment where we're really close to our customers to make sure that any concern they have uh, in terms of uh, their working capital being stretched uh, and their ability to actually fund this surge or potential surge in demand uh, is actually met by our services. Okay. Have you put into place any specific measures um, to help your client base? We always uh, have run a balance sheet, which is uh, long on liquidity, exactly to uh, be able to absorb those shocks. Uh, to give you an idea, uh, in March, uh, we have a balance sheet in terms of loan of about $4 billion, and we have $900 million of available funding lines that can be drawn down, so a huge amount of liquidity to be able to, uh, to cover that. Secondly, uh, when uh, uh, our customers are winning tenders from the public sector and so on, we've been able to deploy products that pre-fund the working capital surge that key uh, service in those contracts uh, require. So that's something we have put in place again uh, ahead of this, of this crisis. Excellent. Um, and then maybe my last question is really, what do you think government should be doing to help businesses weather this storm? I think it really uh, goes down to two things. First of all, it's very important uh, that uh, the government uh, um, focuses on, uh, on the employees as well. Uh, I think it would be fundamental, and a lot of governments are doing that, uh, to make sure that businesses don't have to uh, counter what's happening by uh, slashing their workforce. I think a lot of stability uh, for, the, for the workforce will be important to have a fast, uh, a fast recovery. Secondly, which I think may sound a bit of a paradox today, uh, but business leads on uh, expectations, uh, is mm. actually to be clear what will be the exit strategy from the lockdown. Mm. Uh, because uh, uh, it's all well to say, now we are in an emergency, we need to lock down, but actually how do we get out from here? What, when can we restart certain parts of the economy and with what pace? I think that will give business actually, in a sense, uh, something to look forward to, uh, be able to plan what to do with our current business uh, and actually be able to recover faster once uh, this pandemic is behind us. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your insights, Max, and thanks for joining the podcast. Thanks to all our listeners out there, and please join us for the next episode of the Banking Under Pressure podcast series.